Thank you for joining us for another episode of CryptoCurrent. Just one quick reminder. CryptoCurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the CryptoCurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrency production is exclusively for informational purposes. What's going on, everybody? For Cryptocurrent, I'm Stephen Miller, and you're watching Cryptocurrent Live, your connection to everything that's going on in the wild world of Web3. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Richard Carthon. Richard, how are we doing today? I'm doing better, Steve. Uh, as we get closer to the end of the month, we have seen some uh, tumultuous times in the crypto space for a lot of people not experiencing their first uh, true bearish uh, sentiments. We are seeing literal 50 to 80% corrections in the market. Uh, it's scary times, but again, uh, there's there's light at the end of this tunnel. Things will get better, and uh, we're already starting to see a little bit of uh, prices starting to go back up today. A little bit of green, so who knows if this is the first up to Trump recovery current, or if this is just more sideways movement. But I'm feeling optimistic. How you doing? You know, man, I'm doing okay. But through scary times, we want everyone in our audience to know that we're always here for you. So if you're brand new here, please do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe or follow us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We do this show live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time here on YouTube. But we also recast it to every podcast platform after the fact. So we would love it if you'd come with us on this journey into Web3. In the meantime, we got a really exciting show ahead. So do me a favor, smash the like button if you're over on YouTube or do us maybe a little bit of a solid over on the podcast platforms. Leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. But in the show ahead today, we've got a lot going on. So we've got some big news out of YouTube to share with you today. We've got a really interesting tweet to take apart from our friends over at Netflix. And we also have another great segment of blockchain bets and crypto decrypted for you later on in the show. But if we can go ahead and get this thing started right now, we have a show to jump into. So as we like to do over here, we always start these shows with Buy, Sell, or Hoddle, which is our new segment where we tell you what's going on in the wild world of blockchain. So this is Buy, Sell, or Hoddle. Buy, Sell, or Hoddle. So this week in crypto news, we want to cover an interesting piece out of YouTube. YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki put out an open letter suggesting that YouTube may in fact be embracing the world of Web3. Now, what does that mean? It means that they're specifically looking at NFTs and DAOs. They're curious about how they can basically um, empower their content creators over on YouTube to capitalize more so on emerging tech. So this all, of course, is on the heels of NFT announcements from the likes of Twitter, who just announced their new Flexagons, as uh, the world is starting to call it, where you can verify an NFT profile picture that you own. 
Um, and then also Facebook and Instagram coming out saying they're going to integrate NFTs in the near future with full marketplace involvement. So Rich, in this story, there's a lot to break down, a lot that we're starting to see in terms of how um, the rest of Web 2 is starting to embrace Web 3 features. What do you make of it all? It is the light at the end of this dark tunnel that we are currently facing. Like. The huge difference between what happened in 2018 at the top of the market all the way down to the bear market that we saw in 18 and 19 leading up to 20, there wasn't a whole lot of buzz going around about embracing crypto, embracing Web3, embracing DeFi, NFTs, all this stuff. It was just basically these crypto diehards that were hoping to find some legitimacy. The legitimacy is here. All of these Fortune 500 companies coming out the woodworks talking about their game plans for Web3 talking about how they're embracing NFTs. Y'all, like these are the, the best indicators that crypto's here. Like we're about to reach the next threshold, the next piece of the chasm where we're finally moving from uh, first adopters into uh, early innovators into the, the first adopters, right? Like we're really starting to cross that chasm right now. Even though there's bearish sentiment in the market and even though prices are going down, it's looking from a news perspective and from what's coming, like we are actually building support, which is exciting to me. But how do you take this news, Steve? I take it really simply. And that's that I'm starting to get more and more confident story by story here that we're not in a bear market yet. I mean, we saw just as the market was really coming to this like steep cliff fall off, you had some of the biggest stories in crypto happening all at once. You know, with the big Fortune Fives, we talked about that last week on our show, um, and it's really clear right now that YouTube, being a bigger part of you know Google's pl- overall platform, you know they're owned by Alphabet. The fact that they want to get into this game too, it just goes to show me like all of these players getting in right now, they need a couple of different things to be able to make these ecosystems work in the first place. They need Ethereum if they want to issue their own NFTs especially if they're going to be doing that on the Ethereum network. They need to be you know, interfacing and connecting to all of these blockchains. And frankly, if they're going to do um, a multi-chain future and want to connect to whichever one of these platforms really wins out, they're going to have to go multi-chain. They have no choice other than to make sure that they can allow their creators to choose the chain of choice. So I see this as hugely beneficial for the world of... Um, content creation, but also a really big vote of confidence in NFT tech. Not really sure how they're going to go about implementing DAOs though. But that was a pretty interesting part of this story. Unless they themselves are going to create the DAO. I don't know how they'd be rolling out individualized DAOs. Yeah, there's... Hey, maybe they need to go talk to uh, our friends that uh, launched the Illuminati NFT. Yeah, man, look... um, Got a little alpha out of there for you for later too. Um, Upstream and the team over at Illuminati, they may or may not have some um, interesting truth to leak out in the next you know month ahead with some uh, government involvement. So we're going to have to see. Who knows? But <laughs> let's move ahead to our next story because I can only say so much. Um, in non-fungible news this week, there's some really interesting stuff happening. And in fact, we ended up leaving it out of this episode. And I think we're going to probably do an aside um, a little bit later on if we can get through everything quick enough, talk about security. But in the wild world of non-fungibles this week, we had some really interesting storylines come out of Board Ape Yacht Club, whose um, price floor just surpassed 
not 80, not 85, but 90 Ethereum. That's right, folks. Now you can buy a Floor Ape for 90 ETH. So this all comes on the back of, of course, Board Ape Yacht Club releasing their Apes vs. Mutants mobile game um, that was officially approved by both app stores as of, I believe, Saturday or Friday of last week, one of the two. And at the same time, you also have rumors right now circulating that the forthcoming Ape token that they're going to drop for their ecosystem is apparently bringing in an insane amount of VC money. Something that, something to the tune of giving them a $5 billion valuation. Yeah, $5 billion valuation for Yuga Labs. That's pretty crazy. Um, again, not fully confirmed yet, but there are rumors circulating that that is in fact what's going on in the background there. Um, at the same time, you also have some really interesting Google search um, news going on right now. And that's that NFTs have in fact surpassed hashtag crypto in search results. Pretty interesting indicator of how the mass media is adopting crypto. Also, we have another massive brand coming into the space, collaborating with a brand called Superplastic. And that brand, of course, is none other than Gucci. Gucci is the big luxury brand and Superplastic is actually one of the top um, innovators and influencers within the NFT space right now. That NFT drop is forthcoming on February 1st. Also not in our uh, proper deck today, but the Adidas collaboration with Prada within the NFT landscape is also forthcoming. They just launched their portal in stealth last night. Uh, Netflix engineers, this is the big story to me. Netflix engineers Twitter released a tease that they're basically right now working on future NFT implementation as well. So out of the non-fungible news, Rich, what strikes your fancy? What is um, something that you'd like to talk about out of here? NFT surpassing crypto in Google searches. Um, it's just, it's going to show that even though we've entered uh, a while back, a little NFT uh, bear market and it got a little ice cold, this thing's gearing up. It's it's building. And I think we're about to see a, a pretty, pretty big explosion start to happen back in this space. Um, but that's what sticks out to me. What sticks out to you? It's really hard to ignore Board API Club, you know, because they're Board API Club. I, I really have a hard time talking about much else than that in the NFT space anymore because all they're doing is innovating. All they're doing is breaking record after record after record. And it just, it seems to me that there is no stop. Um, it's just going to continue. So I'm curious really what ends up taking over as the next board ape down the line. But for right now, I mean, these guys are just so far ahead of the pack. It's wild. Um, so let's go ahead and trudge forward into a quick lightning round. Um, and this brings, of course, four very quick stories this week. First of which, last night on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, Paris Hilton appeared and made a very, very on-point statement saying that she truly does believe that the metaverse is the future. But not just the metaverse is the future. She believes that the metaverse is the future of partying and basically all of social life. So really fascinating to hear her take on that. Also, we have the mayor of Jackson, Tennessee, pledging to give city employees the option of converting paychecks to Bitcoin. Very, very cool stuff there, in my opinion. Then we have a really concerning story out of Uniswap. So Uniswap's founder and CEO came out and said that he had his bank accounts shut down by J.P. Morgan Chase with practically no explanation. can almost bet that you have a um, higher degree of corruption going on there. 
Lastly, you have Russia banning crypto, but their finance ministry still proposing regulation in opposition to that outlawing. The last one there to me, Rich, is the bigger story. Um, We aren't necessarily going to cover it because there's already been so little activity out of Russia when it comes to the larger crypto narratives. But what do you think is the big story out of this if we were to cover any one particular piece of it? For me, it's the Uniswap because DEXs have been in a very gray area for a very long time. And it looks like this could be the first step in uh, action being taken against people who are heads of uh, centralized exchanges. And so hopefully this doesn't cause a cascading effect across other uh, DEXs out there. Yeah, you can only hope. Um, I mean, again, to me, I think that it's probably more indicative of the fact that you have government officials that are probably pulling strings behind the scenes saying like, we're going to cut off his access to his funds um, because they're about to litigate. So again, time will tell. What I'm saying here is truly mostly speculation, but we'll learn over time. Um, I think that I'm really encouraged mostly by what we're seeing out of the government in terms of like local authority because that that uh, mayor in Jackson, Tennessee making that pledge it's a really big deal because it's also on the heels of the mayor of New York um, City deciding to take his paycheck in a mix of Bitcoin and Ethereum. So I think that's pretty interesting. But let's go ahead and jump into our big educational segment of this show, which is known as Crypto Decrypted, where we break down one bigger topic that we think you need to be a little bit more knowledgeable of this week in crypto. Crypto Decrypted. So per the usual here on Crypto um, Current Live, we like to break down a bigger topic and educate you, our audience, and help you take that next step into becoming an expert in the crypto space. This episode, we are bringing you a discussion on crypto communities and what that looks like at large. So Rich, talk to me about what you want to get into here today and what you want to take apart for crypto communities. Absolutely. So for a lot of new people coming into this space, or even for people who have been in the space for a while and want to kind of branch out, want to start getting into some other ecosystems. I wanted to really focus around communities where you can find them and what kind of uh, communities you can find within each of the platforms. So there's a big four that we're going to be talking about and focusing on today. We have crypto Twitter, Telegram, Discord, and YouTube. So again, each person that kind of comes into this space goes in different directions and wants to learn about different topics, whether it is um, how to do trading and learning charts, uh, what cryptos to be looking at, what are NFTs and how do I get involved, looking at gaming, metaverse, you name it. There's all kinds of flavors for, for different people and what they want to be learning more about. And for each of those, there are different platforms and communities that can help you learn it a lot faster. And as you know, with with anything, with with wanting to learn something, you have to be in proximity, you have to be around people and be where they are in order to interact and engage with them. So we're going to kind of break some of these down for you and and help you understand places where you can look and target to join some of these different communities. And so the first place that we're going to start is crypto Twitter. So crypto Twitter is probably the biggest and most massive uh, platform for uh, crypto enthusiasts. I mean, if you look at the space, they have even made it to a point recently where you can make your profile picture NFTs. Twitter has always been the 
one of the friendliest places for cryptocurrency and, and crypto enthusiasts. If you look at places like Google and Facebook and other places, they stopped ads, they stopped, they kind of like shut down accounts and Twitter kind of just embraced it in a lot of different ways. And uh, again, it's it's a good place to be able to go and follow different types of, of people. And so whether they are, um, there's you have your crypto influencers, of course, you have people who are really big into, if you want to learn about a specific project, most of them have a Twitter account. And it's a great place where you can get a, a quick understanding of what are the latest things that are coming out, what big news announcements do they have, uh, what's on roadmaps, et cetera. So you can learn about specific projects. One way that you could do that is actually doing uh, Twitter spaces. So Twitter spaces, actually, uh, I know, Steve, you've been engaging in a lot of them lately. Tell everyone how that experience has been. So to break it down for you, there was an application that was released last year that some of you may have heard of. It was called Clubhouse. This now ancient application was basically the place where all of YouTube Live for Cryptocurrent kind of got its start. We started doing these streams out of, out of Clubhouse and it was entirely meant to be a point of engagement. It was our opportunity to talk about things live and Twitter Spaces stole that concept and implemented it in their own platform. So Twitter Spaces, because crypto Twitter is so you know massive and you have so many players in the crypto space building brands and building identities and rapport in the crypto Twitter realm, Twitter Spaces has kind of become a very central component of what makes for an engaged and educated crypto community at large. So basically, you can go into these spaces and speak with people live. So the hosts of it have a stage and you can either join as a listener or you can request the mic and join them up on stage. So number one, in terms of overall crypto Twitter, I think it's one of the best parts of Twitter right now. Um, I Don't get me wrong, like I love engaging with tweets as much as the next guy, but I also love having conversations and engaging with new people. So because crypto is oftentimes such a cold and technological premise, being able to humanize it's really great. Um, so I personally love Twitter spaces and little, you know, low-key Twitter following hack. It's a fan, absolutely fantastic way to grow your following. So that's my take on Twitter spaces. Awesome. Definitely appreciate that. And again, there are a lot of ways that you can connect and engage with people, uh, whether it be responding to a certain tweet, if you have a question or uh, engaging on top of that. But again, depending on the kind of resources you're looking for, Twitter is a great place to first find uh, those people, see what their social channels are, and then be able to go into some of their other uh, places to discover more. Next up, we're going to spend time on Telegram. So before, Telegram... Real quick, Rich, before we do, I want to kind of lean into the idea of engaging with the right people. So just if you had two or three people that you could give our audience a little bit of a leg up, before they move on to Telegram, who are the right people to be engaging with on crypto Twitter right now? So there's quite a few out there. I mean, depending on what it exactly that you're you're looking for and just either trying to get research research or just get a kind of alpha. There's a few that I have been looking at. So uh uh Pompeo uh and He's been having a really solid account forever, really gets insights into things very quickly and kind of releases a lot of uh, ground level information that I think has been uh, proven pretty useful. Um, I keep up with um, Grayscale. I think they also are constantly putting out some really good material and, and also helping to shape the space of further crypto adoption, um, which has been highly useful. And I am going to plug my own uh, here, which is Cryptocurrent. 
We are constantly putting out some really good information. We are trying to make sure that you are constantly staying uh, ahead of the pack, getting insights into and, and access to these really cool projects at ground floor um, and, and getting some really useful information on where the industry is headed. But those are probably the three most crypto uh, Twitter profiles that I've followed the most. How about yourself? So while I totally agree with you that like Anthony Pompliano is a great resource, for me, I think the the most connected person in crypto right now is Rao Paul. So I love following his account and what he's doing over at Real Vision. I also think that if you're interested in the NFT space, there is no better follow right now than Punk6529. Just giving some of the most revolutionary threads and thought-provoking threads about Web3, the metaverse, and what NFTs truly have potential to do. And then last but not least, I think you really do need to go follow Steve Miller underscore PHX. Really important account. But let's go ahead and move into um, Telegram and talk a little bit about what it looks like in that landscape. So Telegram is another platform that kind of was really embraced by the crypto community. First, it kind of like started with uh, another uh, platform I thought called Signal, which kept a lot of things more private, but then kind of converted into Telegram. And Telegram has a lot of robust features. It's like a a more secure, elevated version of GroupMe. And you're allowed to be able to go on there and make two kinds of different accounts, whether it be for a group or for alerts. We're going to talk about both of those. So... With joining groups, you have groups that are as massive as uh, tens of thousands of people within a group. You also have smaller groups that have, you know, hundreds. And the thing with Telegram is that if you can go in and join a conversation and provide value, uh, it can be extremely valuable. You can just go in there and also see a lot of different threads and around a lot of different topics. Some are very focused in the sense of depending on which group you join. Um, So for example, a lot of groups that I follow in Telegram specifically have to do with um, having access to different crypto projects that are coming up. I also have local crypto uh, Telegram groups that I follow. So I know about local events that are going on. And then I also use it, uh, we at Cryptocurrent use it for internal processes, being able to communicate with our own team uh, as we are remote and are are constantly having to share files. So it's really easy to be able to share files, share pictures, videos, uh, send messages directly at people. Uh, Each person has their own profiles. You have pictures and everything else. And again, it's a a really cool way to be able to engage and contact people uh, directly. A lot of people who I meet and who come on the show, um, I keep in contact with them via Telegram. It's almost like uh, having my phone book but having it live in, in Telegram is a way that I can directly have access to people, but also groups where I want to stay engaged with um, communities that I can quickly pop in, say, hey, say whatever I need to and, and pop out. Um, how would you describe Telegram? I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head with Telegram. I want to kind of carry on to the next group though, um, because we need to be talking about them kind of in tandem. So the next crypto community space that you can go join is Discord. And on Discord, typically you have a larger community. It's almost like a um, a deeper like Reddit server almost, but it's very customized. You can build it out very uniquely for your specific community's causes and create unique spaces within it for different dialogues. So you can keep like the conversation on track in different spaces as opposed to on Telegram where it's one constant stream. So 
to me, I think that Discord is probably the more powerful tool of the two. But I want to stretch it one step further for you and kind of bring it full circle here. Discord is especially important if you have an interest in the metaverse, gaming, and NFTs. Yes. Telegram is extremely important if you want to be connected to specific like tokens and projects and coins and their leadership teams and getting those alerts. Crypto Twitter is vital for both. Would you say that's the right assessment or should we be considering it differently? No, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Uh, I, I would say like Telegram is more of a one-on-one focused of here's how I can communicate with this uh, crypto contact that I got or like direct to a group that I'm in or with or want to be contacted with. And Discord is this much larger server of like layers of like, of, of like layers on layers of community within a community. And again, you have to kind of ask yourself like what type of communicator you want to be in this world, right? How do you want to participate in communities? Again, the following is not a shot at you, Rich, but like you personally hate diving into discords because they can be really deep. But overwhelming at times. Yeah, I mean, and it absolutely can be overwhelming, especially if you're insane like me and have like 20 active channels. <laughs> but when I look at Discord, I see it as okay, this is my opportunity to really like carve out a niche for myself within this community versus this community versus this community. So I can actually connect with people in a more authentic way on a deeper level. Whereas on Telegram, I think it's a lot more short-term attention span, right? Because yeah. you have to be like in the conversation in that given moment because you wait four or five hours and the conversation stream is on something completely different. Yeah. So that's why I kind of have to give that preface. Telegram, big time for the crypto announcements, big time for the crypto communities at large and ICOs. Discord is an absolute necessity, especially if you're going to be in NFTs. Um, and real quick, what, what, I want to add one more thing about Discord that I think unique as well. That's a really cool place to ultimately be able to find really great opportunities for NFT projects and being able to, able to whitelist and even find alpha groups. Would you say that that's fair? I would say that's fair, but I would actually say as of today, you have just as many opportunities to whitelist via crypto Twitter as you do via crypto discords. Um, and I can only say that because I literally got whitelisted in three projects today in Twitter spaces. Um, I've had way less experience, you know, act- actually actualizing. Yeah, let's go with redundancy there. Um, actually actualizing whitelists on Discord because oftentimes there's so many bots. There's so many bots that people can find different loopholes and ways of like finagling into a Discord channel that are programmed to engage, that are programmed to say, GM, GN, hello, whatever else. And just like like fake engagement in the channel because most of the time, if you prove that you're an engaged community member, admins will give you a whitelist for being engaged. It's starting to become less so. And that's why in Twitter spaces, they can tell who's real because they're actually talking. So to me, I kind of am starting to lean that way, but you're still right. Right, like Discord is extremely valuable for those types of purposes and building authenticity. Um, so let's move on to where we are right now over on YouTube. Talk to me a little bit about what you think about YouTube for crypto community. So YouTube is definitely your long form. Let's go catch up on content. Let's go absorb some information and let's be part of a present conversation. So 
Of course, you have your live streams and you have educational videos. And unfortunately, you also have your shills. And they sometimes can be finagled and finessed within your educational videos as well. So we're going to start with live streams. What we're currently doing right now. Um, so right now in real time, as we're giving you news, uh, decrypting information with you, giving you all this stuff, you can engage with us, be typing comments. We can talk to you in real time and have a in-depth, in real-time conversation with you while we are presenting this information. So it literally lets you feel like you are part of uh, this conversation flow as we go through this. And you can go and engage with other people, focus on other things. So whether it's a live stream on an NFT project being released and metaverse project being released or um, a project coming out saying that they're about to ICO or um, a project explaining their roadmap on how they're about to release the next greatest um, metaverse game of all time or whatever it is, you can be there presently while information is coming out. Now, going towards more like educational videos, um, which, you know, our, uh, one of our hosts, Chris does a really good job with, with Crypto Basics and with, you know, some of our interviews and with other things that we have going on where you can go and just learn some of the basics. Or even if you want to go, um, uh, one of the places I went when I first got into the space for crypto and to learn about charting, uh, the chart guys uh, have some really, really good information on doing charts, doing, learn, I learned about TradingView on there, learning about, you know, moverages, a bunch of other really cool things to set up to understand how to do some technical analysis. And I watched a lot of their content that they previously made to learn about that specific thing, the charts. So it can be very educational when you go and find a specific uh, target niche of what you want to learn. Like uh, YouTube University is a real thing and it can be very powerful, but you have to make sure you are finding people who are credible, uh, know what they're talking about and are consistent with what they're saying because it's very easy here's the other challenge with this for people to go and try to educate and tell you about something shill on it. And then all of a sudden rug pull you or dump on it because like they have a bag, they're trying to tell the world you have this thing. And then after they make their profits, they're going to dump it. And then unfortunately you get in at the top and you know, they're the people who told you all about this, this token uh, aren't mad because they've made their money. So like it's, it's a balance of like finding people who are really trying to provide really good information without trying to uh, sell you on everything that they're talking about. Yeah. And I mean, I think you bring up a really good point there. And that that really has to do with finding the right people on YouTube, just as you're looking to find the right people on crypto Twitter. Because oftentimes, some of the most like smart people that are making educational content on crypto YouTube are finding ways to integrate shills into their content. So you need to be able to like retrain your brain a little bit when you're utilizing crypto YouTube to be able to distinguish between the two. Like what are they really educating on versus what are they just trying to get you to buy a bag on because they are looking for you to become their exit liquidity, right? You need to be able to differentiate between the two. But you're right. Live streams are a really great tool as well here over on YouTube because you have the ability to engage in chat. Um, one of the best crypto YouTubers that I followed for a while was um, Cryptos Are Us, George. George was great about chat for a while until he wasn't. That's why I no longer follow George. But there are plenty of others out there that will actively look in their chats and take questions. They'll actually want to engage with you. So you're able to start forming, I wouldn't call it a tight relationship, but a loose relationship with these folks 
so that maybe if they have a crypto YouTube, maybe they also have a Discord channel where you can go and connect with them after the fact. And then all of a sudden you're building a relationship and you're building rapport with this person by participating with them on multiple channels. Just kind of an important thing to think about. But while we've got this all kind of wrapped up together, what are the final thoughts that you have on crypto community? The crypto community is very impactful in that people are very open to have conversations, give you information and give you tools to start your journey or to get to the next step in what you're trying to accomplish. There's a lot of very educated and smart people uh, in the in the communities, but there's also, um, I don't want to say the opposite, but uh, people who don't necessarily have the best intentions. And you can definitely sniff them out pretty quickly once you're within a community can, and, and find the difference between an authentic person that's trying to help versus a person that's ultimately trying to shill or find a way to get you to do something for their benefit. So get engaged, try out these different types of communities across these different platforms, find the ones that make the most sense for you. And, and I would say like figure out how you can find one of these that makes sense and go deep there. And then like after you have a really good basis and understanding of that platform, then try another and, and kind of go from there. Like in, you can be spread too thin where you're trying to do everything and you're kind of just surrounded by just too much uh, energy of a lot of communication all at once. So it's good to experiment. It's good to go try some stuff out. Find the one that makes the most sense for you. The last thing that I'll tell you about crypto communities is this. Yes, there are plenty of people like Rich and I out there that want to help you and like help you learn and understand the greater crypto space. But you have to approach every single person that you come across in this space with a healthy dose of skepticism. Why do I say that? I say that because this space is still filled with scams and a lot of people that want to take advantage of you. So when you go on crypto discords, I highly recommend that you turn off direct messaging immediately. Go into the security settings, like do the drop down on each individual server that you join, click security settings and disable direct messages. Also, go into your profile and make it so that your status online appears as invisible because otherwise you're going to have bots that want to immediately directly contact you and send you false links that say the mint is open. You can now, you know, get your tokens for this said project. It's really easy to fall for some of that stuff because they can make it look really legit. Also, regardless of which platform that you're on, don't click links. People have been known, especially in recent months, to alter links so that they can fish your data on your computer and can even go so far as by just you clicking a link, gaining access to your MetaMask where they can pull your seed phrase and your private key. You want to make sure that you go into these platforms aware of how you can secure your own assets and cover your own assets. Bigger point, make sure that you are being safe on there, but also approach it with a healthy dose of skepticism. That is going to do it for this week's Crypto Decrypted. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please feel free to get us in the comments, or you can reach out to me on Twitter at SteveMiller underscore PHX, or you can reach Richard with questions and comments at Richard Carthon. We are going to move into our final segment for this show. And that, of course, is a fan favorite here. Blockchain Bets. Blockchain Bets. So it's no secret here on Crypto Cryptocurrent, we are a bunch of DGENs. We love to pick um, big winners for when the market's down and even when the market's up. 
You had our picks at the beginning of this month with a blockchain bet segment where we were telling you our top picks for the month of January. We then broke down for you the following week our top picks in terms of NFTs for the month of January. Right now, because the market's down and we see a lot of opportunity in, in the blood in the market, we want to give you our picks for where we personally believe there is the most upside opportunity in these down tokens. So we have three categories. We have the blue chip. So any token that's in the top 50. We have the mid cap in terms of coins that have market cap positions 50 to 300. And then last but not least, the DGEN Casino, where Richard and I play the most. So Rich, talk to me about your blue chip pick. All right. My blue chip pick is a fan favorite, aka one of my favorites that I think is super undervalued. We have Polkadot. So Polkadot is another ecosystem play. Um, Polkadot is coming off of a three-month, I think, all-time high of around uh, $55. And it retraced all the way down to close to $0.16. Cents, and it is chilling around $0.18 cents right now. Just in the last week, um, I believe Polkadot is down to the tune of about 20... Here, let me pull this up. About 20-some percent. So they have been absolutely crushed. 20, 27%. So as I look at things to be looking at into regardless of whether we're continually going uh, sideways or for potentially about to go down a little bit more before we see our next leg up. I mean, Dot is a solid, solid project that is uh, has a really great entry right now. And again, Dot's going to be around. So that's that is going to be my pick. So for quick clarity for our audience, at the time of this recording... The price of Polkadot is hovering right around $18, not $0.18. Cents. $18. It, it, is, it is, in fact, to confirm, down about 20% for the week. But it is still down about 50 to 65% when you're looking at from all-time high. So just yeah. wanted to make sure that I gave that quick um, clarification corner for our audience. My pick this week in the blue chips is going to be Avalanche. Avalanche has gotten absolutely decimated similarly to Polkadot since its all-time highs. Why? Because, of course, the market's down. Um, it shouldn't come as a surprise to you guys anymore if you've been listening to this show for a while that multi-chain coins and the smaller alts get absolutely smacked when Bitcoin gets even you know close to a 40% pullback. They'll do an 80. So in the case of Avalanche, we're below a 50% pullback right now from its all-time high. But the opportunities for Avalanche going forward, very clear because it's positioned itself as a forerunner in multi-chain technology. So to me, I think Avalanche has a lot of upside, not just in the short term, but in the long term as well. So my pick in the blue chip category is Avalanche. Let's jump to mid cap, Rich. Who do you have? So my mid cap is someone that we've had on the show twice now, um, Kadena, and they are a scaling solution for Ethereum. And like there is a ton a ton of great things, I think, in line, their roadmap that could be coming out this year that could help them get back to their all-time highs, which for Reese last year of about $27. So in the last week, again, it's down like 35% from its all-time highs. We're looking at, what, nearly a 70% pullback. So again, it could potentially continue to trade sideways. It could go down a little bit more, but all the same, not a bad entry price for a project that has a ton of upside. And that's why I'm going with Kadena. See, I really do like that pick quite a lot. But for my pick this week in the mid cap, I've decided to go with Moonbeam. And for those that are not familiar with Moonbeam, 
Moonbeam is the cousin of uh, Moon River, who is currently built out over on the Kusama um, Canary Network for Polkadot. Moonbeam is going to be the smart contract play within the Polkadot ecosystem. That much is all but like confirmed. So when I look at the market and I look for the next gen smart contract platform that is truly built to bridge between networks, especially those that are EVM compatible and EVM standing for Ethereum virtual machine, Moonbeam is going to continue to be the leader there because they've already tested their product with Moon River. So when I look at Moonbeam's chart and I see that it debuted right at the perfect time when the market was crashing and now it is down about 55% from all-time high, which means it's at its all-time low, I'm in on that all day long. And in fact, if you want to go look at Moon River, you'll see a very similar story. I thought Moon River was a great buy at 250. It's in the hundreds right now. So I would look at either of them, but I like the product that's actually being deployed to market and is going to be most public facing in terms of like an active mainnet. And that's going to be Moonbeam. But let's move into DGen Casino. I think uh, your Moonbeam's a, a solid pick as well. Um, all right, DGen Casino. So again, when we talk about DGen, we are talking about risking it for the biscuit. Like we're talking casino type of opportunities where we know like, hey, we could lose it all. Or hey, this could... This could be a really big win and this could be huge. Now, I know that I have personally talked about Jigstack quite a few times. And the reason why I continue to pick Jigstack is that, yes, if you look at the full trajectory of when it came out, it is all-time high, went up to 20 cents. And now it is literally below ICO levels of 0 0.003 cents. And the overall uh, market cap, I think, is at around... 5 million. And when it was at its all-time high, it got up to close to uh, $40 million. This is one where this the team typically, when you see this type of movement, the team just falls off the face of the earth. The roadmap stops. Things aren't being built. They basically call it home and say, hey guys, we tried. It's, it's a wrap. No. These, this team is continuing to put out amazing content on all their social platforms. They're super engaged on their Telegram. They have a fully mapped out roadmap. They're doing AMAs on their Discord channels. Like they have a plan and they are moving forward. They're in head down grind mode. Let's get this stuff out here and let's build. And because of that, I see nothing but upside. And so again, my Dijon play is going to be Jigstack. I just think this thing has so much potential and Worst case scenario, you lose some money. Best case scenario, it could be life-changing. And that's how I'm kind of looking at it. So I'm going with Jigstack. You know, it's no secret that I really like Jigstack as well. Um, I think that they do have the opportunity to kind of become one of the biggest enterprise solutions for DeFi going forward. And I'll, I'll stretch it one step forward uh, for you, Rich. Like looking long-term... It's really easy for a project that's currently got a market cap around $10 million to go to $100 million. Like somebody just needs to snap their fingers and that happens. So keep that in mind, folks. I think Jigstack's a great pick. I have to agree. Um, but my pick this week for the DJ Casino is one that I kind of want to reiterate, not because it's actually below market cap 300, but because I think it is actually the most undervalued project out there right now. Um, so I am breaking 
protocol here a little bit just to give you the play. Superform has its game forthcoming called Imposters. It also has a, an exchange competitor to OpenSea that is going to be a completely decentralized exchange for NFTs. I don't know how you cannot value that, especially because as soon as we're done with this segment, we're going to talk about something that's security related with OpenSea. Right now, I believe Superfarm is down 83% from its all-time high. I, I just, I don't understand how you don't buy that price. I, again, I think that in the gaming narrative, which we all know is here in 2022, it's going to rip as soon as we get through this rough time. So I would be taking advantage of it and I'd be buying it at all-time low or close to it. So that is going to round out blockchain bets this week. You have six great picks here. Two in the blue chip, Polkadot, Avalanche, two in the mid cap, Kadena and Moonbeam, which by the way, after the show, I'm probably going to go buy a lot more. Moonbeam. Just <laughs> that out there. And then just because I don't want any of the podcast folks front running me, that's just kind of the truth. And then last but not least, we have in the DJ Casino, Jigstack and Superform. But let's talk about what to watch for in the week ahead. What to watch for. So in the week ahead, we have a couple of really great episodes, of course, over here on CryptoCurrent. We had an episode yesterday addressing the market panic where Richard and I sat down and talked about everything that's going on and looking at the indicators on whether or not we have some more run-up to have within this current bull cycle or if we're headed towards a bear. So check that episode out over on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. This upcoming Friday, I believe... Do we have a guest lined up, Rich? I can't even remember. We do. So this upcoming Friday, um, we're going to have Andres Kristoff with EtherCards, right. um, which they have a um, platform for our dynamic NFTs. It should be a really fun conversation. Uh, recommend y'all go check that out. Great. And then we also, of course, have editorial coverage of a couple of great educational topics over on crypto-current.co. Now, before we go, what to watch for is the big question this week. And I think there's one big thing that we all need to be watching out for, and that's especially if you are in the NFT world. It was announced just yesterday that OpenSea, in fact, had a massive exploit, a loophole of sorts, where if you had listed an NFT for sale, Rich, say it was your board ape, right? And you listed it for sale way back when it came out for like 0.77 Ethereum. And then you decided to transfer it to a different wallet that you still owned. But then you decided after the fact to transfer it back to that wallet where it originated. There was a loophole that allowed somebody to source all of those listings because as soon as you list something, it doesn't necessarily mean that it goes away. If you transfer it back from that second wallet, the listing still exists for that specific item as it relates to the original wallet. So somebody was able to actually strip a board ape from a wallet for 0.77 Ethereum. He then went and did it in a number of, sorry, they did it in any number of other high-profile blue chip collections. This is to say that you really do need to take the time as you're using platforms like OpenSea and Rarible and any other exchange to delist your items if you're not going to sell them. I understand that costs gas, but right now there's nothing more important than protecting your assets. So you have to either delist them or relist them at the price that you intend to sell it at. Do you have anything to add on this? Because this story was a, like an enormous story yesterday. It goes to show that even for some of these first movers, like an open sea that has all the stuff and you think they have their stuff together and that they're, you know, fully looking to ways to optimize and keep 
their things secure, there are still faults out there. So constantly be putting security as a focus, as a as the most important thing that you look at as you truly create some of these assets, things that are worth a significant amount of money or whether it be to the rest of the world or even to you, if it's significant to you, figure out how you can protect it and spend some time with making sure that you are locking down your assets. Yeah. So again, there are now multiple tools out there to help you check to see whether or not this vulnerability affects you. So you can go up to orders.rarible.com to check and see if you have any active listings right now. I believe OpenSea just implemented a fix in the last 24 hours. That's why it did not make it into our new segment. But it also goes to say, have a hardware wallet. Make sure that you are actively disconnecting from the sites that you're connecting to with your MetaMask. That's just basic security hygiene. If you're, cur- if you're con- concerned that you're still connected to other protocols that you need to disconnect from, but you can't see it, Go to revoke.cash. You can immediately see everything from an ERC-20 perspective as well as an ERC-721 perspective for NFTs and the protocols that you've connected to that allow you to transact and transfer NFTs. So that is my last little pitch for you on what you need to always watch out for, and that is your own assets. Rich, any final words for our audience before we call this one a day? Keep educating yourselves. Understand that this too shall pass. Moments like this in crypto helps you build your battle scars and makes those diamond hands stronger. And again, it's a good reminder that when things are going well and you have uh, made some profits that you feel good about, that you want to take, that you aren't going to keep for the long run, take them. It's, It's okay because moments like this happen and it feels like a gut punch. So again, Things will be okay in the world of crypto. Continue to protect yourself and keep yourself secure and keep educating yourself. You heard it here first. So keep educating yourselves, stay connected, and of course, stay cryptocurrent. We'll see you next time. Bye.